Well, uh, I'm here today with Mona. It's not McDonald anymore, right? It's not. It's What's Jones. It? Mona Jones. I got married in January. Yeah. Well, congratulations again. Thank you. And thank you so much for being willing to uh, do this video. My name is Michael Williams, and uh, just going to take several minutes to uh, have Mona share with us, kind of catch us up on where she's been at. Hopefully you've had a chance, those of you that are watching this video, hopefully you've had a chance to see her previous video. If you haven't, I'll put a link to it. So Mona, catch us up. Let's rewind all the way back to your early Toastmaster days. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. And share, share how that came about how you started, I'm, I'm not gonna ruin the surprise, but, but what happened with Toastmasters? Because this was when you and I were working together, mm -hmm. almost like two years ago or something like that, right? Oh, wow, it has been about two years or more. Or Maybe more. Maybe two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. So share a little bit about your experience uh, working with me and then the Toastmasters and then what happened after Toastmasters. Okay, well, Toastmasters, was actually your idea, Mr. Michael. You told me to put myself out in difficult, difficult speaking situations so that I can practice modeling and the other techniques that I was learning in coaching. And I'm so glad I did. Although I was scared to death. I have to admit, I was really scared. I joined a local club near my home in Garland, Texas. And the first day I went to Toastmasters, I saw a room full of people. Now, conversations have always been hard for me because I used to block and get stuck a whole lot, probably because of me being nervous. I was never relaxed. I was always thinking about my speech. Mm. But I was determined, determined to use everything that I was taught. And so because I practiced modeling, at work and with my family, everywhere I went. I practiced modeling with my then boyfriend, um, my children, wow. my friends. Oh. It was easier. I didn't mas I have not mastered it or I did not master it at that point. However, I was able to do it during conversations. And when I... Okay, so a lot of people find it difficult. They say, I can't do it during conversations. It's hard or I'll start and then I'll forget. How did you handle that? You said you, tr you tried to do it with, you practiced doing it with everyone. Mm -hmm. How were you able to keep up with it in conversations with your kids and your boyfriend at that time? At first it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. I had to make a conscious effort to think about, think about modeling, think about, since you're my model, I actually had to think about you in the sense of you here. Like I'm looking at you now, I'm looking at your face and I'm looking at basically a headshot of you. Um, and that's what I modeled, that's what I thought about. And what I tried to mimic from you was the way that you would say certain words let's say a person came up to me and said, hello, who are you? My name is Sue Jones. I would say, before I said anything, I would think about you and 
thought about how you would introduce yourself and I would act like that I'm you. And so I would say the words as if I was you and it would come out fluently. So I would say, hello, my name is Mona McDonald. It's good to meet you because that's how you would say it. Does that make sense? <laughs> Perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you listening, I want you to really listen to everything that Mona's saying about what she did in the moment. In, yeah. It, like it didn't take a long time, right? Like someone comes up to you and you instantly you pull up that picture. So first you had to be determined. I'm going to model all the time. Yes. Then every time you go speak, boom, you pull up that picture and you say, okay. And then you just do it. And this happens in a moment, right? In a second. Yes. Okay. And I want to share with everyone about my speech journey. What I did before I started modeling was I listened to your videos and I listened to your audio tapes. I even dreamed about what you were talking about. I literally dreamed about what you were talking about because I listened to them so much. And I believe that was a part of my success too. And then after you taught me how to model and you broke down the different components, I dreamed about that too. And I dreamed about me being in front of people, me acting like you, talking to people the way you would. It's, I know it sounds kind of weird, but because I immersed myself and because it was so embedded in my brain, I dreamed about it. Therefore, I, I believe that that's how it was a little bit easier modeling and following the, the techniques because I constantly thought about it and I constantly made an effort to do it. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. That's beautiful. So take us forward now into the Toastmasters. Tell us about what happened in Toastmasters and then what happened after that. You, you also got into this other kind of contest. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I thought that after I learned how to model and after I learned all the techniques of speaking, I thought, okay, I will never be nervous because after all, I'm fluent. Well, that was wrong. I was nervous. <laughs> But the funny, you know, I say funny, the most amazing thing happened when they called up my name. First, they gave an introduction, and then they called up my name for me to go up front to do my speech. Immediately, when I was sitting in the chair watching the person introduce me, my mind flipped on to you. So essentially, I was sitting there, but I wasn't myself. I know it sounds weird, but I wasn't myself. I was actually you. And because I've seen so many videos of you talking to the camera from your head down, down to your like leg area, I mimicked the way you held your arms, the way you, you looked at people, the way you moved your, your head, even your mouth and your eyes. Because sometimes you blink slowly like this, like that. And so... After I was introduced, I walked up like you. So I was you walking up. And I made sure that my posture was, was like yours because you have great posture. Everything was like you. And when I started to speak, it was like you in here. But of course, people were seeing me. And everything came out exactly 
like it was supposed to because I wasn't Mona McDonald at that time. At that time, I was actually Michael Williams. That is exactly what I did when I was modeling. I modeled Brian Tracy, as people know. Um, he's older now, so his style's different, but back then it was, it was and Charles Stanley's, when I would preach. And I did the same thing, the same exact thing. Wow. I would literally become Brian Tracy. When I would go up to do any kind of presentation, I would model his posture. I liked the way his shoulders were square. I liked the way he moved his head, moved his hands, the way he said certain words, the same exact thing. So I became Brian Tracy. And I kept going out doing that over and over until it slowly became me. Yes. And when I would preach, I would just preach the same way Charles Stanley would preach. I would hold my Bible the same way. <laughs> I would just, and people would come up and say, wow, you preach just like Charles Stanley. And I felt great because I knew that I was doing it right, right? I knew that I was my model, exactly what you just said. Wow, that's awesome. So I really want you guys who are watching this to listen to what Mona said. She did exactly what I did, and you relatively quickly completely transform your identity. Your confidence instantly shoots up. Your yes. immediately goes to a whole different stratosphere. So tell us about, did you, did you win or some of those Toastmasters? I did. You know... It was funny, I actually lost count of the number of best speaker awards that I won because there were so many excellent speakers in my group. Mm. And in my Toastmasters group, I'm sure every Toastmasters group is different. We give a person a piece of paper and they actually vote on who they thought spoke the best. And I won week after week after week. And after a while, I felt, uh, I felt like I was, on cloud nine because I never thought that was possible. Never in my life. As a matter of fact, I would never thought that I would be able to speak in front of a, of a person, give a presentation, talk to the crowd afterwards in confidence. It was awesome. And I hope I don't cry because thinking about my journey, it makes me emotional because I tell you what, I just never thought that I would be where I am now. Mm. Never because I have been getting stuck and I have been blocking for my entire life. And I'm, I'll be 44 years old next month. And so it's a major, major accomplishment and it's a big deal. Yeah. So after the Toastmasters, you entered into a contest. I did. Yes, um, I actually changed jobs. Mm -hmm. I used to work for a home building company and then I changed jobs and went to a major healthcare company. And during that transition, I got a $10,000 a year raise, $10,000. And the reason why is because I knocked out the interview because I was confident and I modeled and I did everything that I was supposed to. And my boss was, wow, I, I want her. She's confident. She can do this job. And I could before I could do the job too the same way that I could do that job. However, I was perceived as not being able to because of my speech. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so once I got the job, um, about three months in, our, I guess, uh, 
what's the name of that department that handles special events? But that department sent out an email to all employees asking for volunteers to do a presentation on a woman of history that changed your life. And so I chose Mahalia Jackson. So Mahalia Jackson, for those of you who don't know, is a world famous gospel singer. Mm -hmm. She um, passed away in the 1960s or 1970s, I believe. She has a in my opinion, a wonderful voice. And so I immediately started working on the presentation. Fast forward, <clears throat> the time of the event came. Everybody was there. The auditorium was packed. And there were about 13 speakers that was going to present. And the award was a $250 gift certificate to a major retail store. And so I wanted that gift certificate. Um, let me tell you what I did when I got up to speak. I was the first speaker. I wasn't planning on being the first speaker. To me, in my opinion, working in corporate America and hearing lots of speakers, if you're the first speaker, you set the stage. I mean, you, you set the standard because everyone else has to beat you, in my opinion. So I was the first speaker. I was so nervous, Michael. Oh my God. But this is what I did. I did the exact same thing that I did when I was in Toastmasters. When I was sitting at the round, it was a round table, two round tables, I believe 10 people, maybe eight people was at my table and the other people were at the other table. And I didn't know that I was going first. They, I guess, randomly selected people. While I was sitting down, I thought about you because I was super nervous. And I thought about how you would react and I made sure that I monitored my breathing and I made sure that I was <coughs> relaxed. Because in coaching, you taught about being relaxed. Don't rush. There's no reason to rush. There's no reason to be afraid of people. And I kept repeating that in my mind. All the while, not being me, but thinking that I was you. And when they announced the order of speakers, and I found out that I was number one, I had to really, really concentrate. Okay, I am confident because I'm Michael, I'm Michael Williams. I'm owning McDonald, but I'm Michael Williams. And so when I walked up, same stance, same posture, same facial expression, relaxed arms, and I took the microphone and I began to speak. And boy, did I speak. As a matter of fact, once I finished speaking, the entire room stood up and applauded. Mm. Right then, I knew that I didn't know that I would win because there was a lot of great speakers. I mean, it was 13 speakers in all. However, I did know that I did an amazing job. Right. So, so what happened? Did I talk too much? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very long. Um, I just felt like I was talking a lot. Um, yeah. I did an amazing job. And when, I, and when I walked off of the stage, I can remember the way I was feeling. Um, so when I walked off the stage, I was no longer you. See, I could turn it on and off. Mm. And I was sitting down as they announced the second speaker. And um, I got really emotional. I mean, tears were actually filling my eyes. But I held, I held back and I got a napkin and I wiped. And I listened to the other speakers haphazardly because I was still thinking about how awesome I did. So at the end of everything, 
And uh, there were judges, I forgot to mention, judges like vice presidents, executive vice presidents, major executives who was judging these speakers. And they announced, a, they went backwards. They announced the third place, second place, and then first place. So I didn't make the third place. And I said, well, you know what? Because other speakers did very, very well. Second place, my name wasn't called. And I said, you know what? Even if I don't win, this is me thinking all of this while sitting down at the table. And I said, you know what? Even if I don't win, at least I put myself out there in a difficult speaking situation. And I can only get better is what I thought. Mm. And they announced the first place and, and they called my name. And it was like, um, have you ever been in a situation where, oh my gosh, where you're sitting down at a place and something amazing happens and you have to actually put your your soul back in your body or your spirit back in your body and tell yourself wait this isn't a dream this is actually reality so when they call my name i said did they just call my name and the, the woman beside me touched my shoulder and said mona that's you you won and so i got up in a daze i don't remember getting up and um, accepted my my prize and hugged the two people who were announcing the speaker's neck i just i just embraced them and i said thank you so much and so that's how that happened but it, that that only i only won that um speaking engagement because i made sure that i practiced modeling and um i really believe i honestly i honestly believe that if i had not um, made myself model and if I had not practiced it every single speaking engagement and allow it to be embedded in my brain even when talking to my children I mean every person that I spoke with I modeled I would not be able I would not have been able to confidently stood up there and give that presentation about Mahalia Jackson I just don't believe it wow that's incredible. So if we fast forward then, uh, you, you, you took another job with even greater speaking responsibilities. So tell us about this job and how you feel there and, and all of that. Well, I decided to change careers. Mm. I've, been, I've been an executive assistant all my life, over 20 years. And although I love the field, I'm great at what I do. I believe that I was led to do something different, especially knowing that I can speak in front of people and knowing that I was a superior speaker and confident and can do anything. I really believe that I can do anything after all of these speaking successes at Toastmasters and other speaking engagements and talking to other people. I was just feeling like, wow, people want to listen to me. And so after that, I, I uh, accepted a position at another healthcare company, another role in talent acquisition. Wow. And in that role, which I have been doing for over a year now, mm -hmm. I am responsible for conducting new employee orientation. And that's every single week. I'm talking in front of people, mm -hmm. I'm giving instructions, I'm assisting employees constantly. And that's every single week. Now, because I'm doing so well, so fantastic. Thank you, Mr. Michael. They actually added another orientation to my bucket. Wow. And for 
So currently I do new employee orientation for healthcare system because we have different accounts. Now I'm doing orientation for the company that I'm working at. That orientation. Wow. And that's every other week. Now, when you, we're going to wrap it up too in just, in just a couple of minutes. When you um, started modeling, there, there was a point at which you didn't have to consciously think about or remind yourself to model, right? That it was just the way you spoke. Mm -hmm. About how long did that take? I started thinking about that after you asked me to do an interview. And I honestly cannot tell you when I no longer had to do it. I honestly cannot tell you. It just happened. It just happens, yeah. It really just happened. It's kind of like, hard. I'm, I'm no longer a model. Right, because it's you now. You, yes. you have your own speaking style built upon your models, but now you have your own. Yeah. And I've had people compliment me on the way that I present. Because yeah. even though I no longer model, I still believe that I have maintained some of your presentation styles. I still believe that I still do that, which is a good thing because you should always pick up um, from other people good um, habits or good presentation styles, you know, and incorporate them like your own. I'm not sure if that makes sense. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. So for some people, because I'm thinking back and I remember asking you this before, and I don't know, you told me it start, you started to make that transition and might have taken you a few months where you mm -hmm. didn't have to think as much about it. It just started to happen more naturally. Mm -hmm. So, and, it, and then it probably continued for X number of months before you just didn't have to do it at all. Well, I can remember when I first started modeling, I was unsure about it. I was unsure of how it would work. Number one, even though you gave excellent um, examples of how it should work. And number two, I was unsure if, if it was going to work because I was kind of skeptical still, but I still did exactly what you said. And number three, I was unsure if I would still get stuck or, or blocked. So I was really nervous. And so when I first started modeling, it was at work because I was encountering difficult speaking situations yeah. and I didn't do it perfectly then uh, because I didn't do it consistently until I realized, okay, this is real. I have to do it. I have to model every single time. So I made myself do it wow. and uh, it got easier and easier. Exactly. So I want those of you watching this to understand that you have to, you want to immerse yourself. You want to try to do it every time, all the time, that it will get easier. It does work. Uh, one of my clients uh, who lives down in Australia, she says it's like magic. You just it it's like magic. Right? You instantly change. And it's extremely powerful. When you model, you're doing all of the skills, all of the techniques, all the tools without having to think about them all. You just think about your model. You have to practice modeling so that you can make a mental imprint, right, of your model. You listen to it, you practice it, you watch it, and then you have to do it exactly like you just did. So now it's some two, two and a half years later, and you're doing even better. The reason I'm saying that is because 
there are people who go through programs, probably even mine, who after they go through, they stop. And just like you learn a new language and then you don't go and then you don't use it, you're going to regress, right? You got to use it. And that's what you've been doing. You've been putting yourself in career positions and public speaking opportunities where you're using what you've learned and now you've gotten better mm -hmm. and you'll continue to get better. Yes. And even though, and I know we're running short on time, but I just have to say this just the other day, today's what Thursday on Tuesday, I listened to your passive learning when I was on my way to work because it's so wonderful. All of the things that you're saying on the passive learning, I listened to it because it reminds me who, of who I am, that I'm no longer that person who gets stuck, although I don't view myself like that anymore. It's always good to, well, for me, I always try to learn continually. And um, I really think that um, the materials that you put out really, really work. And like I said, I've tried lots of things, even the audio ear thing, Delayed auditory, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about some of that in a, maybe in another interview. We're going to do some other things in other interviews. But yeah, I, we definitely have to wrap up because I actually have an appointment. But Mona, thank you so much. Any last, uh, not last words, but last <laughs> words for this interviews, interview, uh, things that you might want to say to encourage people as we wrap up. I have so much to say, but I'll make it short. For those of you who are watching and you're doubting the power of modeling or maybe never even tried it, hopefully this interview clears things up a lot. And I encourage you, I encourage you to please, please model. Don't try to model, do it. Model in every speaking situation. If you have children, model with them if if you're married or dating someone model with them i know it will be a challenge at first but i promise you if you make a conscious effort and every time you open your mouth you're thinking that you're your model it may be mr michael it may be someone else but whoever you study or whoever's videos you watch constantly act like that you are them and i guarantee you your speech will improve if you do it consistently and don't give up. Thank you so much, Mona. So you're going to be seeing and hearing more of Mona in our Facebook group, and we're going to be doing some other things together. I think you're going to pop in and, and help us out with some of our boot camps. Um, mm -hmm. so thank you, thank you, thank you. You're always inspiring. I'm so excited. Thank you for asking me to interview with you. Yeah, it's wonderful. So we will talk to you later, Mona. Thank you again. Okay. You're welcome. Bye, everyone.